0: Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness.
1: Hi, this is Eartha. Welcome. Whoa. What's that? Have you ever been in a place where you think you're like all alone? This is Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. Welcome back. You are not alone. This is a continuation of our series of Transition Awareness Breathing in the virtual classroom. I'm so glad you are back back. We have covered a lot of information and this is our last part of our series. It's called Dismissal. Why dismissal? Because now is time for us to use what we've learned and go forward. But remember, you're not alone. You've got the tools. Listen. Listen. Be aware what is going on in your environment. Before we get started, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for giving me a platform to bring transition awareness breathing to you, and I would like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcasts available to you wherever you are at. Let's get started. Right. So, it's dismissal. You've been in class all day long. And now it's time to go home. So what do you do with all this information? You know what I found? And maybe you have too that at the end of the day, we're just tired. Have you noticed that with your children or your grandchildren, your nieces, nephews, the little people in your life, your children? They have been in class all day long. And now that many children are still in a virtual environment, in the virtual classroom, even those who have moved back into the classroom are still a part of the distant learning environment because the teachers are teaching using all kinds of media platforms. And when they're tired, can they learn? So I would like to share some information with you and we'll get back to that question. Because I think learning involves a lot, and if we learn how to be sensitive and aware of the different effects of media in our life, I think we will have better tools to help our children, and I think it'll give us a little bit more information on how to communicate with teachers, educators and the people in our children's lives. So this is what I found. Let me share something with you. Remember back in the day way back in the day like around 2004 what was the major media that our children were exposed to? Television. Did you say television? Yeah, mostly television. Movies, DVDs, eight track tapes were faded out. You know, you may have had a few, but mostly they were looking at television, some sort of television. Moving up to about 2015 2016, the media that our children were exposed to and us were not only television, but digital media, mobile device type media. And some of the digital platforms involved different types of uh digital features. Now moving up to two thousand 19. The media that our children were exposed to and us were mostly, or yeah, we're mostly mobile devices, iPads, laptops, iPhones. I mean, we have really accelerated in the usage of multimedia in our children's lives. But in 2020, the amount of media in our children's life, in my observation has accelerated. Because not only are our children involved in multimedia usage for education, for entertainment, but a lot of the digital platforms are no, are now social media platforms. And since we've been in the pandemic situation, the social media platform and the involvement of our children and ourselves... <laughs> has increased a lot. I mean, it's almost a part of our social, normal types of behavior now. So, way back in 2004, 2005, around that time frame, pediatricians, the American Academy of uh, Pediatricians, they were recommending screen time. You know, if you took your children to the uh, doctor, the pediatrician, they would ask you how much screen time is your child getting. And because they, they recommended, you know, according to their age, if they were younger than 18 months, no screen time. In the age group of 2 to 5, 1 hour of screen time a day. Can you imagine now? Is that going on now? Well, some studies, it depends on the usage of the media according to the parents. If a parent is a light media user, well, the children will probably be light media exposed children. Whereas if the parents are heavy media users, probably the children are exposed to a lot more media. But put this in the mix, regardless of what the parents media uh, values are, we're in a digital education platform. And so the education platform that they're using on it, it counts towards their screen time. So if they were our children and us are looking at television, looking at our computer, browsing, you know social media, looking at our mobile devices whatever at the education uh, platform that they are using and the the screen time has really increased and so the increase in the social media platform it really um, the studies have shown before you know 2020 but back around what was going on? Well the studies showed that children were increasing in their body mass the cardiorespiratory fitness was lower and addictive behavior was increasing. Now this was back in 2004 where the primary media was television. Imagine what it is now because now we're using a lot more media for education, multitasking. You know, it's, it's, this is almost part of our lifestyle. But the effects of this lifestyle is causing our children some unhealthy um, health behaviors. So, as we bring Tab into the virtual classroom. What we're doing at right now is we're bringing an awareness of what is going on and making some suggestions. And maybe what can we do? Breathing, relaxation, breathing. That's all great, but you know our children still have to, you know, sign in for their class. You know they're very tech savvy. Tech uh, tech savvy, right? I mean, they're sharing their screens. They're making PowerPoints. They are um, answering their uh, homework assignments or classroom assignments right there, live with their instructors. I mean, you know, kindergartners, first graders, high schoolers. Uh, you know, ten years ago, that wasn't that wasn't happening. And those are all good skills. But as we look at our children and ourselves. We are multidimensional beings. And too much of one thing means we're out of balance with another thing. I had a great honor and privilege to uh, be interviewed by Dr. David Pomeroy. Dr. Pomeroy is a physician who specializes in uh, treating children who have ADHD those type of ADHD behaviors and conditions he he has a business called Targeting ADHD LLC and he also has a platform here on Web Talk Radio when we had our discussion we um, just had a great discussion and I encourage you to listen to Dr. Pomeroy's um, uh, Web Talk But one thing that he brought out was one thing that was has, that has been taken away as we have entered our digital platform of learning is the um time that we used to take to drive our children to school and drive them back and he referred to it as a transition time that transition time has has decreased or gone away and often that transition time involved talking with our children um, you know getting to know what was going on in their day um, sometimes you know maybe it was 30 minutes 45 minutes depending on where you lived uh, from your children's school so one recommendation you know what we could do is to use that transition time maybe it's not going to be 30 minutes it could be just 5 minutes it's just to take a walk around the block or a walk around the yard or and just maybe just talking to talking to your children spending a little time because that's one thing that has decreased is the our time the face to face time That we are having without media. So look at your time. Where could you put transition time and spend some one-on-one time talking to your children without media? Another thing is I could recommend is when you're having time with your children Schedule some time, you know, where the where the media is turned off. And you can play uh, games with your children. And you've probably heard this before. I'm not saying anything that's that's new. A board game or a guessing game. Or have them interview you. Have your children interview you. What do you do all day, Mom, Dad? What do you do on there? And it's not so much the content it's, it's having the conversation and letting them know that what they say really does matter and my research is uh, from learning about transition awareness breathing and some of the things that I do with my students that I teach is I have them draw a picture or do some kind of craft with their non-dominant hand and it's always fun it's really fun because it brings an awareness to the child That, oh, wow, you know, this feels so weird. And what it's really doing is that it's strengthening the uh, part of the brain that is opposite of their their dominant uh, uh, side of their brain that they usually use. Um, If your child plays an instrument like piano, that is really, really uh, a good way to strengthen the different parts of the non-dominant part of the brain. And of course, you know, involvement and what maybe, you know, if if your child is not into sports, walking the dog, walking the cat, uh, going for a walk, different things that will involve some getting up, some moving around. When we go to any kind of conference, how do you judge that a conference is really a great conference? Is it by, you know, the notes that you have taken Well, from an educator's perspective, when you know that you've been to a good conference is when you use the information. When you can take that information, break it down, and make it your information, and make that information available to use throughout your life. And if it's a work conference, make that information available for your work and sometimes you know when we're talking about conferences it's hard to do that because you know we're talking about with the boss that so won't let us do that or that's not part of the mission of the company well guess what in Transition Awareness Breathing you are the boss and your mission is your household mission so you have the flexibility to you know to influence how you can bring in some time away from the media and give your children and yourself a little bit of a breather. When we're on the computer, and when we're looking at technology, sometimes we have symptoms, or we we act like we're we're tired, and we don't know that we're tired. It's hard to go to sleep. We have some um, fatigue. So sometimes we just we just have to kind of break away. So you. Think about those those things that we discussed. listen to some of the the uh, podcasts that we've done, and maybe share it with your children and come up to get come together and develop a plan for your family. I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you again for joining me in transition awareness breathing podcast. I hope this series has been helpful. I mean, I, I, and I hope you've gained at least one thing that you can take away and make a difference and increase the quality of time with you and your family. I look forward to talking to you next time. Have a great day.
0: Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab mindfulness. Awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.